podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm Twelve years. I never expected it to turn out like this. Shout out to the community, man. I appreciate y'all. Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building. Adrian, the problem road, the man from the frozen tundra. Keem, straight out of Florida. Liz Lowe, Decatur, Georgia. <laughs> you already know what it is. It's the queen, Mikey K, Detroit, stand up. David Maldonado, New York City. Yo, Ness, don't cut me off, man. Don't cut me off. King, I mean the Bessex. Catch me for them championship rounds. Big Superman, claim me Texas. Davidian in Buffalo. Without y'all, it ain't nothing. Without the callers, it ain't nothing, man. Bad girl, TKO, San Diego, California. Big Fish Vegas, Palm Beach, Florida. Tree the incredible, straight out the ATL. James Benitez, Huntsville, Alabama. It ain't hating, it's just the truth. Show kid, Mama, New York, suckers. Coach Mide from London, UK. Checking in from Tennessee, it's Lethal James, P-A-Y-N-D, it's Lethal. Line 6 Reed, just spreading that boots gospel. Mo from Babylon, only in America. Well, I'm a true antecedent to the American dream. King Ford, Grand Heights, Brooklyn, you have four chicken wings and french fries, breakfast and champions. Let's get to it. JT, New Orleans, Louisiana. Stuff like that. Yo, like the video, subscribe to the channel, join YouTube members and Patreon. So, this is the number one pound for pound and two division champion, Marvin the Tank Furman from Dallas, Texas. LV Southern, from D.C. to Stunt City, Bomb Squad. Brandon Maurice, a.k.a. the A.J. Trucker, straight out of Cincinnati, baby. Mad Pat 100, U.S. Virgin Islands. Chick Chickarelli, Hollywood, California. Louis Reyes, Boston, Mass. Yo, drop that SDS shit, This son. message was brought to you by SDS Promotions. The voice of the people, there is no equal. As always, say, please make sure you push the thumbs up. Share this in every episode of the Boxing Voice Podcast. This is TBD for life. If you ain't on Patreon, it's because you're stupid.
What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, Solo Dolo, Scarface, No Manolo. We right here, though, to continue to talk the big fight. Canelo Alvarez taking on Jermel Charlo, September 30th, right here in Las Vegas. If you don't know, now you know. We are having a live watch party for anyone that isn't going to the fight and wants to join TBV. You've seen the festivities the last time for the Earl versus Bud. So join us September 30th. Doors will open at 3 p.m. Open bar, food, tailgating, games, hardcores, some of the callers you listen to, it's going down right here at TBV's Fight Party. It's becoming the it thing to do here in Las Vegas. Today, we're going to be discussing this fight, not just our fight party. We're going to be discussing the fact that Oscar De La Hoya believes that Jamel Charlo has the perfect excuse, the perfect excuse, and that Canelo Alvarez really doesn't win anything in this situation. He feels Canelo's in a lose-lose situation because if he beats Charlo, he'd be the dude moving up two divisions. If he loses to Charlo, he lost to a dude moving up two divisions. Is Oscar being honest or is Oscar trying to swerve and make this fight sound less than? Right? So, does Oscar de la Hoya have a point? Right? And then the answer would be lose, lose situation. Or Canelo. Right? Then we got mm, no. People will give credit to let's go with the number two for space. Oh shit. We're gonna have to just put winner. They ain't gonna fit. Then uh, we'll put credit for Charlo only. And let me see. Lose-lose situation for Canelo. No, people will give credit to the winner. Uh, let's see if this fits. Yes. Canelo wins. He will get credit. So we'll go with that. Even though we weren't eight, because, you know, it's, it's obviously he has two opinions on two different topics. So we can't put the Charlo having the perfect excuse because we kind of know that already. I mean, what Oscar's saying, it's not like we don't know. Who's going to fault Charlo if he loses when obviously he's moving up two divisions? So, you know, Oscar does have a point there. But 
Here's the audio. Credit Little Giant Boxing, uh, Constantino, pound for pound. And moving up two weight classes. I mean, first of all, I take my hat off to Charlo for doing that. Um, I understand that, you know, it's, it's a great payday for him. And he's obviously, he took that into consideration when making the decision to fight Canelo. But it's, it's going to be a tough task. I mean, two weight divisions is, uh, is historical. If he Once again, credit Little Giant Boxing. This is uh, Constantino, uh, you know, or his at least brand that is doing the interview. This is Oscar De La Hoya giving his thoughts on Charlo Canelo and uh, let, letting you know Charlo's in a win-win situation. He wins, but... And, and, and two weight divisions, if he loses, he has the perfect excuse. You know, I moved up two weight divisions. So it's, it's a win-win for Charlo, I believe. Um, but I don't think Canelo wins anything by beating a Charlo. Does it make him look bad? He says Canelo doesn't win anything by beating a Charlo. Wow. I wonder if Canelo won't get any sort of credit. Now, remember, this is what Canelo said. Like, oh, these guys asked for the fight. Now I'm giving him the fight, and, you know, people are complaining that it isn't the right time, yada, yada, yada. But we'll play that audio as well. But remember, keep in mind that's Spanish only. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make him look bad. It's, Everyone wants that Benavides fight. Yeah, it, I don't think it makes Canelo look bad. I just think that it's, it's, it's not a win-win for Canelo. That, that's it. I mean, nothing for his legacy, basically? Uh, it's, yeah, it's just okay. It's, it's almost kind of like a mini fight. So he feels it does nothing for Canelo. Nothing for Canelo. So uh, obviously this is what we're discussing. Oscar De La Hoya um, basically letting you know Jermel Charlo has the perfect excuse. Whether he wins, whether he loses, he's the one moving up. So people will give him a pass. And that's what Canelo is saying. I had to move up. You know, why is it a big deal when someone else has to do it? I had to do it. I was able to do it. And that's this Canelo audio here, which we've showed you here before, but it, it is obviously relevant. Siempre buscan una excusa, una excusa, una excusa. Esta pelea con Charlo de so he says, you know, they're always looking for an excuse or an excuse. He says, this fight with Charlo, they always say, why don't you fight with the Charlo? Why you don't you fight with the Charlo? Now that I'm fighting with Charlo, no, no, he's too small. What do you mean small? This guy's a freaking giant. He's a monster. I'm small for this division. Pero soy cabrón. Esa es la diferencia. But I'm a motherfucker. That's the difference. I'm built like that. Entonces, esta pelea la tienen pidiendo... Mucho tiempo. Mucho tiempo. Ahora que la tienen... This fight, they've been asking for it a long time. Now that they got it, they got excuses. No, pero es que viene de un peso más abajo. Ta madre. Nah, it's that he's coming from <laughs> <out of laughs> Man, motherfucker. Get out of here. So basically, you know, Canelo knew this would come. Much like Crawford... You know, sometimes these excuses are, are built in and you really can't do nothing about it, right? Like, again, 
they're, they're, they're built-in excuses. But the number to call, 1425-569-5241. Press 1, one time. Voice your opinion right here. Voice of the People hotline. Don't forget, we have Twitter and Discord available as well. If you want to call in that way. Now, I am scheduled uh, to have an interview today. Let's see if it happens, you know, show business. And once again, uh, Discord and Twitter Spaces is available if you want to call in and voice your opinion. Looks like we got Cliff in Connecticut, first caller of the day. What is up? Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Cliff, Connecticut, what's up? What up, what up? I'm always one of the first callers, and so I'll be on it. But yeah, this is, um, I've been telling y'all, like, for yesterday, I think you did something on Canelo, Canelo talking. Canelo knows that people going to try that shit. So he already, you know, spinning it so he get his credit, his rightful credit. So I don't think, I think Canelo's so beloved that they're not going to do him like that. He's going to get his credit. It's almost like instead of saying that fucking Canelo's in a, a lose-lose situation, it's almost to me like... Jamal has nothing to lose, as about as how I would put it, because I feel like Canelo gonna get what he gonna get, and it's gonna be fair for him. But Jamal has nothing to lose; like he only can win off of this. If he loses, it's gonna be all right. If he wins, he gets the world. And um, why the fuck Oscar got everybody's name in his mouth? Like he talking about motherfucking um PBC fighters. Canelo's not yours no more. And then earlier he was talking about Shakur. He's talking about top rank fighters. He's talking about everybody but his own fighters. Like he, he, I feel like he's just a groupie right now. He, he, he's sad that you know he, he's just not in the spotlight of all these big fights. He's always on the sideline watching another company push another company pushing a big fight. So he always want to get in the middle, have something to say. But for the most part, I feel like Canelo's gonna get what he deserves, and that's pretty much it. Like I'm out of here. What about Charlo? Oscar is saying Charlo has the perfect excuse because he's obviously moving up two divisions. So if he loses, you know, who's going to blame him? If he wins, he's going to get all the credit that's in the what, world. That's what, I, but that, well, that's what I was saying, this, is that Charlo has – I wouldn't even say Canelo. He's not right about Canelo because Canelo's going to get his credit because he's beloved. That's what I'm saying. But Charlo – has nothing to lose. So I would more so focus on Charlo. He has nothing to lose. He's playing with house money. So he should be able to go in there and just let it all hang out because he has nothing to lose. And he might come up with the with the win, and he'll get tremendous praise. But if he loses, we're not going to really hold it against him. Only way we would – that's why he's being so humble now, I think, too, because – if he come in there talking all of that shit in the press conference, like what up, sentiment, and he act the way he used to act, he he would get more more like backlash. But 
because he's not I me, mean, he's humble, he's almost trying to make us forget the cocky individual he can be. And not, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we're not going to really kill him for, for losing. I feel like he'll get a pass for losing. He's going to get all the praise for winning, so he has nothing to lose. House money. Canelo, he's beloved. He's going to get whatever the fuck they want to give him. And I think they're only going to give him good things. Mm. That's how I see it. All right, Cliff. Thanks for calling in. Uh, We got Young Ben. What's up? Yo, what's going on? What up with you? Nothing much, man. Holding it down. Hey, so I didn't see the complete statement from De La Hoya. Was he saying the broken hand is going to be the excuse? Nah, he's saying uh, Charlo got a built-in excuse because he's moving up two divisions. So if he wins, he gets all the glory. If he loses, no one's mad. I got you. I mean, it's all really stacked against Charlo, to be honest. I mean, coming off an injury, going up three weight uh, Is it two or three? Three weight classes. Charlo's going up two. two. You know, 160, 168, two weight classes. And then you've had a very long layoff in between fights. Me personally, I just wouldn't recommend, you know, going into your biggest fight of your life having a long-ass layoff. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though Canelo didn't look great in his win against Ryder, he still was in a fight recently. Your instincts and, you know, getting hit, the feel for all of that is still on. You haven't felt that in a in a while, Jamel. So, nonetheless, though, um, it, it, I ain't gonna say it's an excuse, but it, it's hard to say. Like, is it an excuse? But if you put the work in and win, like I gotta credit you. Like, um, at the same time, so I'm rooting for Jamel. To be honest, I really am. I'm not giving my pick yet. I know Ness always saying you already giving your pick. <laughs> I'm not giving my pick yet. Because, like, if I put money on it, you know, I can't bet with my emotions. But I would like to see Jamel win. I would, I want to say this, too. Like, if I was Jamel and, you know, if I want to have the best camp, putting all the past shit aside, if I was him, I would have hit up Tony Harrison on some shit and be like, yo, bro, hey, I want to bring you in. I feel like you really think the game of boxing on a high level. I want to pick your brain so I can really, you know, think the game against Canelo because he's going to need that. You know what I'm saying? And even Tony came out and said he was rooting for Jamil. So I feel like if he really reached out on some shit, like, yo, bro, I want you to help me. I might put some money in your pocket, anything like that. Um, I feel like that would have, that would really help Jamil. Like, you don't think that's too like many that. Indians, not enough Chiefs. I mean, he going to have, he going to have Derek James. He going to have Tony Harrison. He going to have Joan Guzman. Not, I mean, that's a lot. Not not as a lead trainer, but just pick your brain, bro. It don't even got to be for no extended amount of time. I just want to get a different perspective. I don't think that hurts. This is the biggest part of your life. You can you can use all the tools you need to get that W and get that bag, bro. That's how I look at it. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I really had on it. Appreciate the call. Appreciate TBV. Appreciate the platform. Keep doing y'all thing. Appreciate you, young Ben. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. So I got a guest. He sent them the link. We got Al in the Bay while we wait for the guest. 
Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? What up? Fresh in Pittsburgh, California, man. Um, man, yeah, man, it's just, I hate when people start doing that because that makes people not want to fight because it's like, oh, well, this person always gives an excuse, that person always gives an excuse. Except the person who's actually fighting, giving his own excuse. Everybody else in the world want to make an excuse. I feel like that makes the fighters don't want to fight each other because they feel like, well, I can't give them this great fight because they're going to make this excuse. I can't give them that great fight because they're going to make this excuse. You know, people just need to just chill back, relax, and let the fighters fight. You know, if the fighters don't make an excuse, they shouldn't be making no excuse. Like the Earl Spence. Earl Spence said nothing about being weight drained at that fight. But everybody in the world want to make that excuse. You know, they should just let the fighters fight, man, and just let it and just let it play out. You know, he's a grown man. He know what he got himself into. So yeah, that's my call. All right, brother. Um, let's see who is next. If you're on the landline. You do need to press one at least one time. So that lets us know you're not just listening and instead, you know, you want to voice your opinion and speak live on the show. We're also going to have Ernesto Tito Mercado on the show Monday from Pomona, California. Uh, we'll have him on Monday afternoon. He's going to be taking on Jeremiah Nakatilia, uh November 11th, man. This kid is moving fast. So we scheduled an interview with his uh, father on Wednesday, I believe, of next week. And we got the son on Tuesday. I mean, Monday of next week. Let me just double check. No, so that's uh what the hell? Pretty sure it was Wednesday. I don't know. Cause they had sparring, right? Let me see. Yeah, all right, so what the fudge? Did I Okay, so Tuesday, we have Ernesto Mercado Sr. But I think it's Wednesday. I might have to check in with him um, and confirm that. But we have uh, Mercado Jr. on Monday. Um, But right now, we are talking Oscar De La Hoya's thoughts on Jamel Charlo having the perfect excuse if he doesn't get the win over Canelo Alvarez. Let me send my guest here a second reminder. Well, we are scheduled for him at 4.30, so maybe he needs those extra five minutes. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that. There you go. Thumbs up. It'll help with the visibility of the show. And put this episode in the eyes of... uh, other boxing fans. Looks like we got Zachary Ochoa on the line. What's Yo, Ness, what's good, bro? 
What it do, champ? It's been a minute. It's been a minute, right? What's going on with you, bro? Man, uh, excited for you, bro. I see you got this uh, big fight. You're going to be taking on uh, Pablo Cesar Cano. Obviously, yep. common opponent with Paulie Malinaji. Fucking, uh, who, who, uh, he knocked out, um, Leonardo. Yeah, All yeah. That, this yeah. guy is, uh, this guy is pretty durable for sure. What's your thoughts sure. on, uh, this upcoming fight you got going on? I mean, basically, you know, this is a great fight for both of us, you know, in our careers, you know, um, a victory, uh, next, a victory in two weeks is very important for our careers. And we can be uh, basically close to world title contention with that and getting other bigger fights. Wow. So it's already two weeks out, man. How much time did you have? Shoot, I've been – well, I'm always I'm always in camp, man. I'm always training. I'm always right, you know. But then when it's time to leave, you know, New York and go to uh, go to Philly where I train at, you know what I'm saying, Um you know that's that's what we do, man. I, I I stay in shape all year round, and um, once we once we get a call, we just start getting to it. So this is gonna be on Pro Box, man. How this come about? This is something new for you. Well, this came about, you know, um, behind the scenes. You know, a lot of my team working on getting me a fight, on 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 making sure I stay busy and everything like that. It's been over a year since I last fought, and you know I'm. I'm just happy for the opportunity. I'm happy for the people on my team, you know, Brian, Jaffe, you know what I'm saying, my advisor, my, my trainer, you know, Steve Breadman, Edwards, and a lot of people. And I want to thank uh, the Pro Box guys for giving me that opportunity. Yeah, I did notice that, man. Um, when he gets in the ring, he would have one year to the date. But you're going to yeah. have twelve. Plus seven, what, 19 months out? Yeah, something like that, yeah. That's a lot. Especially with yeah. everything that happened with Earl Spence, does that make you nervous? Obviously, Earl was a guy that said no tune-ups, and now he took yeah, so much yeah. time off, people are saying, damn, that's because he had those 15 months out the ring. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's always, you know, you always have that in, your, in the back of your mind. You always have that, you know, um, about ring activity and things like that. But, you know, when you have a great training camp and you keep yourself in shape all year round and you're always sparring, you're in the gym with champions, you know, um, you just have to be ready. You have to be sharp mentally, physically, and spiritually. And that's that's what I'm ready for. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for anything. Speaking of being ready for anything, I'm assuming uh, you know the type of power he brings to the table. It doesn't matter his age. The power is the last thing to go. And 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 he course. has that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, How man. Pablo Pablo Cesar Cano, he's a he's a he's a real good fighter, seasoned veteran. He's been in the ring with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um he's given he's given the likes of Polima Naji a run for his money. He's been there with Mosley, he's been there with a with a lot of guys, you know. And he's somebody that you just can't look over, you know. And as far as power, I've been in there with power punchers. You know, my last fight, I was in there with Brandon Lee, who's, you know, everybody, he's knocked out almost everybody. And people were saying fight week. Oh, man, what are you what are you going to do about that, man? Zungri's not going to make it out the out the first round, out the fourth round, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we pushed it different. But you feel me? 
I've been in there with a lot of power punches and um policies can know he's respected, but you know, I just gotta do what I have to do. Now, obviously, you only have 134 rounds box, so you have less wear and tear on you than your opponent. Now, your opponent, he's pushing 219. Are you expecting that to play a part in the fight? Do you think that those extra rounds box that he have mean anything at all? I mean, I mean, they mean experience. He's got, he's been in the ring with a lot of guys. He's got a lot of experience, you know, wearing tear. It can happen. It just depends how you take care of your body. I don't know how he does or treats his life, but, um, you know, it's very important for you to take care of your body and things like that. But, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see, um, October 4th. We're definitely going to see. And as far as his power and everything, I have power as well, but you know, we'll see what happens. Your last two fights, obviously, you were in tough with, uh, you know, up-and-coming guys, um, a person on the, on the brink of a title shot. But you came up short in both fights, and it, and it was because you, of the inactivity, right? Or, or not because of the inactivity, but obviously, each of those fights, you were coming off a long layoff. How do you not allow the same thing to happen? I mean, basically... You know, um, all fights is different. You know, some all, all fighters are different. All guys are different. You know, um, the Velasco fight is a real close fight. I thought I won. A lot of people that were in the bubble thought I won. You know what I'm saying? But he got the decision. I don't know how, but, you know, respect to him. And the Brand Lee fight, you know, I pushed, I pushed a little late. But, it, you know, these are experiences for me, you know what I'm saying, as a fighter and growing as a fighter. And um, I know I'm 30 years old. And, um... I got a big window because I take care of myself. Is uh Steven Edwards your 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 manager as well? Oh shit, Zungri. Champ. Looks like we've lost him. Hopefully he comes back. We also have William Foster the third scheduled as well. You know I'll be forgetting anything. Champ, you there? And that's a no. All right. Yeah, I don't think it's working though, because he, he he has the froze face. Champ. You don't have service. But in the meantime, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. He's in tough, man. Pablo Cesar Cano, you know, and this is what I'm saying about the, the CYPs of the world that look at a guy like Pablo Cesar Cano with eight losses and think that, you know, he's a bum. It's not a given that Zach gets that win. I hope he does, but it's not a given. You know, this kid is tough, uh, Pablo Cesar Cano. He is 33. He does have 219 rounds boxed, so... You know, we got to see what happens. What up, Yeah, champ? my bad, bro. Technical difficulties. I don't know what happened. It said my phone was too hot or something like that. No worries. No worries. Um, You got me? You can hear me? Yeah, I hear you perfectly. I hear you perfectly. So I was asking you, is Breadman also your manager now? No, no, no. But he, he's a big part of my team. You know, he's helped me get a lot of different fights. You know, he's put me in on Al Heyman cars and you know, PBC and things like that. He's a he's a big part of my team. 
So he's more than just a trainer for me. For sure. I mean, is he responsible for this pro box situation? No, my whole team overall is responsible for it. You know, putting it together, making calls and, and, you know, networking and doing things like that. Was it difficult? Did you guys know beforehand, like, yo, we going to take a shot at this pro box stuff? Or was it something that just came about? I mean, it was a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of both. You know, we was looking to get uh, fights with, with other guys and things like that. But then, you know, this opportunity um, was presented to us. And um, we got it. We we got it done. You know what I'm saying? And then we, you know, uh, we we made it together with um, Pablo Cesar Cano, and now we're ready to fight. Is this uh, 140, or is it at a catch weight? Or are you moving up to 47? What's this at? I mean, I believe. Nah, I'm not moving up to 147. <laughs> but uh, it it should be 140. Yeah, definitely. Two weeks, man. Two weeks, but you said you're in shape. Who've you been sparring with? I know you're down in Philly, so you got to be getting great work. I mean, I'm getting great work. I can't really say who I'm, who, who I'm sparring. Can't say too much, but I'm sparring a lot of guys, man. I'm sparring a lot of guys, a lot of guys that come in from from other states that are that are top dogs in the in the sport, you know. So you know, I'll be I'll be ready for whatever he brings. You know. You 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 have been looking a lot better with Stephen Breadman Edwards. Obviously, you must feel that way because the relationship you guys have uh, stuck together for so long now. Um, but tell me a little bit about the training aspect of being with Breadman. I mean, the the training aspect is well, man. Like this guy, he he he's basically a teacher. You know what I'm saying? He's a teacher. And uh, he's just—he's not just a mitts guy. He's not a cheerleader, you know. A lot of these, you know, trainers are that. But you know, he's a guy that teaches the real fundamentals of boxing. He gets you in, in prime shape, you know. And he knows his stuff. Like he really cares about the sport. You know, he's just not in it just to be in it. No, he cares about the sport. And he studies guys from like the night from the 1930s and all the way up till now. So he knows his stuff. And to be getting wisdom from someone like him. You know, it's a humbling experience for me. For sure, man, for sure. So, obviously, we know uh, Pablo Cesar Cano to be a tough, rough veteran, man. Um, are you expecting anything different, or do you think he is who he is? I mean, to be honest, you know, his, his style, he's had he's had that style for, you know, for a while now, you know what I'm saying? But I always come in prepared for everything, whether he comes in different, whether he comes in the same, it doesn't matter. I have to be ready for it. And so that's why we have, you know, many things that we're doing. For sure, for sure, man. Um, a lot of people want to believe, you know, when a guy has these rounds that uh, Pablo Cesar Cano has when he's up there in age, that he could get old overnight. Does that even come up in your, you know, day-to-day or is that the last thing from your mind? Nah, that's the last thing from my mind, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's the last thing from my mind because, you know, we got guys that are that that look older. We got Barroso, you know what I'm saying, who basically yes. beat, beat Rolando Ramirez. But, you know what I'm saying, um, look at that. He's a guy, you can say he looks old and everything like that, but, you know, it's who you are as a person. You know, B-Hop, you got a lot of different guys. You got Ugas, who became a world champion late. Jamel Herring, a lot of people, you know, so you can never like, 
count somebody out all because of their age or because of the rounds they put in. You know what I'm saying? It, it depends on the person, and um, I can't wait for it. So how long have you been down Philly? I've been I've been in Philly for, for a minute now. You know what I'm saying? I've been in Philly for, for a lot of weeks already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of weeks. How many is a lot, champ? How can't many? Say, man. More than what four? We got? Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah. But, you know, we, right. we are ready. We are ready, and uh, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a good night of boxing. You know, the these these pro box guys, they they really step their game up when it comes to these events. Yep. You know, they're real professional people. They know how to do it, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to what these opportunities bring me. Yeah, man, and they're giving people returns. You know, if you do good, they're returning, and 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 you know, people are tuning in. They're having some good fights. Uh, a great fight was scheduled for today that fell apart. Lonnie B was supposed to be taking on um, Terrence Crawford stablemate Lester Martinez from Guatemala, but that really, got, yeah, that got scrapped though. Uh, Lonnie B got oh, an wow. injury, but yeah, when I seen your card, I said, "Oh wow, I like this fight. This is a good fight." It I'm is. hoping you get this win, but I know he's tough. You know, I'm gonna pick you, champ. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yes. You got to fucking uh definitely the conditioning because you know he ain't gonna stop coming. That's just you know unless he, he got some new tricks, he ain't gonna stop coming. That Paul, I was there for that Paulie Malinaji fight. That that was a tough one for. Paulie. Yeah, I, I I believe I was there as well. I think so too. Yeah, that certainly was a tough one. Well, champ, uh, I'm locked in for this. I appreciate you giving me the time. I'm, I'm happy to see you doing well. I'm wishing you the best for this one, and we want to get you on for the victory lap. Oh, definitely, man. I appreciate you. Yo, Ness, man, I, you know, we, I've I messed with you since we before back, even baby. Boxing Voice, man, and, and before when you was bigger, like you was heavier, and you Hell just went yeah. to the workout grind. You know what I'm saying? You lost a whole bunch of weight, man, and, and I'm happy for you, and I appreciate the opportunity you gave me to right now to do an interview, and um, I can't wait, and I'm ready for my fight, and October 4th, you're going to see something nice. Let's get it, champ. Let's get it, man. It ain't over. Like you said, you name a bunch of champions, became champion after 34. You still young. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what I'm saying? By the grace of God, you know, I want to thank him. Thank him most of all before everybody, because without him, I wouldn't be in this position at all, man. So, you know, I'm really thankful for my family and everybody supporting me back at home. Appreciate you, man. Uh, look forward to it. Let everybody know when they could catch that fight and where. You catch this fight on Pro Box TV. This is a Choa versus Cano. And you're going to see that October 4th in Plant City, Florida. And get ready for that. Appreciate you, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Contender Zachary Ochoa. It's funny, man. Zachary was Ryan before Ryan, bro. I remember when Golden Boy signed him. My man had like 76,000 followers. And everybody found that shit to be like insanely crazy. Like it was, oh, shit. Maybe he don't know I was letting him go. I got another guest jumping on him in a bit, though. Um, William Foster III, for those that don't know, that's the guy that holds the win over De Los Santos. And uh, he just picked up another win over Masail Lopez, the Jamel Heron fighter. Um, so he should be coming on the show in just a bit as well. Did you guys see the news? Of course you didn't. Savannah Marshalls gets stripped and is now champion in recess. It's like a merry-go-round. Merry-go-round with these belts, man. 
a miracle round with these belts. So now my girl gets to fight for a vacant title or some shit versus somebody. Let's see who they do it. Let's see who they do it. Uh, Hot Boxing Minute just jumped off the space. I was about to tell him, put in a text to his girl, see if his girl got the call. Oh, there he go. He's back. Hot Boxing Minute, put in a text to your girl Raquel, see if she got the phone call for that vacant WBC title shot. Because uh, looks like my girl about to get one. I don't know versus who. And I don't have the, the female rankings the way I have the men's rankings, which kind of sucks. Because I would have loved to check out who could possibly end up in the ring with Shadeja Green. But as you can see, Michael Benson is reporting that the WBC have now made Savannah Marshall the WBC super middleweight champion in recess as she has been ruled out until April with an injury. And that's a bullshit injury, bro, because she just signed a PFL deal. This is what I was telling uh, Champ in the background. But she's like, yo, what you want me to do? I'm like, I want you to fucking get a fight. Don't wait around for her ass. They, they, they doing what they doing. They using politics and everything. You know what I'm saying? They going to wait you out. You need to stay busy and stay clobbering, motherfuckers. But uh, you know the number to call. 1425-569-5241. Press one, one time. We got Quan on the line. What up? Yo. Yo. Yeah, without, without. Chilling. Man, man, I, I knew it was going to be some, some bullshit with that Savannah Marshall uh, shit. Like, I, I feel like she didn't want to even fight today. Like, I seen her in the space one day. I was I wanted to say something, but, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to let her chill. But I feel like I knew, like, she should have just go ahead and fought uh, Shields. Because it's like, at this point, I knew that she was going to find some way out. And, you know, I feel like she was going to relinquish the title somehow, especially with that uh, PFL deal. Mm -hmm. She was going to do something to not fight her. So now Shorty about to fight for one belt. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, but I get it. You know what she's trying to say? She want to build her own legacy, make it bigger. So it's like, I that's why I say I ain't going to say nothing. You know, it is what it is. I mean, we don't know. Nice. We don't know. We can see how gangster Clarissa is. She was talking that tough shit on Twitter saying, oh, um, we could bypass Savannah Marshall. You don't worry about her. Me and you can fight. Hey. Now they can fight for a belt. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they should do that still. You know. I I don't know. I just want to, when when they two fight, it should be undisputed. But if they fight for that one belt, it's still just big. I mean, they they women, so you know they you know they gonna get it on. But uh, yeah, though I was calling for the topic because it's like man, I feel like. Uh, De La Hoya, he just he just been on some hating shit. It's like <laughs> this, like the, the third time he been speaking on Canelo, like you know what I'm saying to somebody. And he ain't but you gotta understand, you gotta understand, they are asking him these questions. He's Oscar De La Hoya. It ain't like he okay, running around okay, saying, okay, "Yo, okay, turn that turn that camera on. Let me okay, say this okay, shit about right. Canelo." Okay, all right, it's different. All right, I understand. I ain't because I ain't even really, you know, I just been seeing a lot of different stuff. So you know you. The way people, when they post stuff, they don't show the whole thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, especially when some of these pages be chopping it up. But, um, but honestly, you know what? I feel like he, he saying that is because that's the same game that he did when he had Canelo. It's like when he knew when Canelo was going up, this is our excuse. If he was to lose to mm -hmm. Kovalev or something. So, it's like he, he just no game. It's like the same thing when it comes to those uh, rematch calls and stuff. They be playing crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just situational. When when they doing it, it's cool. But when it's somebody else, they're going to speak on it. It's just hypocritical. But 
ain't about nothing. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I had to say on that. All right, champ. Yeah. My bad. <clears throat> All right. Still waiting on William Foster. Um, let me see here. If you're on the landline and you're trying to get on the show, don't forget you do have to press one at least one time to let us know that you want to rock and roll. Same thing for Twitter Spaces and Discord. We do need that indicator. We need to know. Right now, I'm waiting. Okay. All right. Just got the email. He's hopping on now. So we should be getting... Uh-oh. All right, we should be getting William Foster III. Uh, that was Shadeja Green texting me back. You know I sent her the news because a lot of these fighters, they don't follow all these Twitter accounts and, you know, reputable sources that they can give them the information as quick as we do. So had to make sure she had that. Shout out the casual bass guy called me baby lungs. That's funny. Yeah, man, I got them baby lungs. So what y'all think, man? What y'all think? Zachary Ochoa versus Pablo Cesar Cano. Who you think is going to get that win? That's a little bit of a... That's a scrap. That ain't easy to pick, man. It is not easy to pick. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit the thumbs up. Right now, we're waiting for William Foster III. He just picked up his win on Pro Box. We just had Zachary on the show who's fighting on Pro Box. Let me see here. Average boxing fan, first super chat of the day. Oscar, $2. He says, Oscar loves to shit on his fighters, unlike Eddie Hearn. Well, I mean, Canelo's necessarily, not necessarily his fighter at all anymore. So, you know, he's kind of in his open season right now. For, but again, he's being asked these questions, man, to be fair. It's not like he's sitting around, you know, picking on Canelo and whatnot. But uh, come on, gentlemen and ladies, obviously watching this, uh, 100 thumbs up. That is horrible. Horrible. Um, Yeah, I don't know where William Foster is at, though. Five minutes late. All right. All right, William. Marvelous. I'll take you up on offer. He said next time I'm in the city, he got me with the fueguillo, with the gasolina. 
she giving me the spin here, going, taking me in circles instead of giving me the answer. I got Eric Cruz. What up, Texas? He says, to this day, you can't count. You can count on TBV being on Thursday night. Much love, Ness. Nah, bro. Not every, th not every, not just Thursday night. Every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. I mean, uh, Central. William, what's going on, champ? Hey, what's up, man? All right, man. Listen, I know we don't know each other. This is the first time I get to interview you, but uh, we obviously here on my community know a lot about you because of your upset. Uh, I mean, we call it an upset. You might not. Over Edwin De Los Santos. We just watched your last fight over Jamel Herring fighter, uh, Masail Lopez. Um, so I wanted to get you on the show, man, because obviously uh, you're the guy to hand that that ode to De Los Santos, who's in the big fight with Shakur, and, and you yourself are coming off of the fight on Pro Box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good fight. I'm glad, I'm happy for uh, De Los Santos and you got that big fight and stuff, but. Yeah, it's just the way it is. It's just boxing, politics, you know. So you 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 didn't get upset at all that the guy that beat him didn't get the fight, but rather the one that lost got the fight. Um, yeah, like it's not fair, like, like but in what in what what thing in life is fair? So I'm just I'm just gonna keep grinding until I get my opportunity. I'm a patient man, but I uh I I I congratulate him for getting this uh his chance to to do that and stuff I'm not a hater or anything like it but and he got he got it when he wanted it so that's good for him i'm happy for him but i just know that my time is coming so i got no time to be thinking about what could have been and stuff so i'm just going to keep grinding and keep getting ready for the next one so take us to the beginning when did you pick up the sport oh i picked up the sport well i was forced into the sport when i was four years old my uh, father william gus Wasser jr um, he, he made me, uh, 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 start fighting and stuff because he didn't want me to get bullied when I was a kid. So he made sure that I was, there was no point, like no chance of anyone to bully me. I was, uh, when I was older and throughout school and stuff. So, but after a while it started to get more competitive and I started to go through fights and, and I started uh, to grow as a uh, fighter and, um, as a person. Um, because everything that was doing, well, every single thing that I was doing in the fights, the confidence I felt outside the ring was a big factor because of boxing. So that's what I kept doing. And um, yeah, I started when I was four. I met my current trainer when I was uh, 10 or 11 years old, and I've been with him ever since. What's his name? Uh, Louis Rosa. Louis Rosa. Did he train um, Henry Martinez for a little bit of time? Dominican kid. Um, I don't. I don't believe so. He fought. He he trains um, Elvis Figueroa, uh, Charles Foster, my older brother. Um, he he trained uh, Elvis uh, Elvin Ayala for 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 beginning of his pro career. Um, he trained uh, a lot of pros actually, but he um, yeah, I was with him. Um, throughout my uh, most uh, from all of my career, pretty much. And 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 who is your manager? Oh, uh, his wife, uh, Marilyn Rosa, and um, Dave, uh, David, and uh, Jim. Both, I have three managers. No promoter though. Okay. So, 
after the De Los Santos win, did uh, did you get any phone calls or was he not known? And did do you feel he got popular after he got the knockout over Rayo Venezuela? Um, yeah, like he was uh, he he got popular, way popular when I after I fought him with that with that fight, but uh, um, I knew that he was a good fighter uh, where he was like Dominican Republic, but he only fought in the Dominican Republic. So at the time, he never fought anyone outside of it. So I knew that his competition was limited. Like he didn't see everything, and I took, I exploited that. So I used that to my advantage, and I, and I uh, dictated after the second round. I dictated everything throughout all uh, the rest of the round. Um, I don't know if you know this reporter who who, who uh, covers Dominican boxing thoroughly. His name is Broadway Joel. And we had a debate, and, and I thought you outboxed De Los Santos. And he's like, oh, I can tell you didn't watch the fight because you're saying the words he outboxed them. Do you feel there was any controversy in your fight at all? No, because uh, the first the first round, and I think, like, through, and through the, uh, the first part of the second round, that's when he was doing his best. But after the second half, uh, bottom half of the round, and I'll – Throughout the uh, other six rounds and stuff, he couldn't catch me. He was mostly holding. He was tired. He was beaten, like like mentally. He he, he couldn't do anything else after that. So I wasn't really worried about him uh, um, coming back from that. I'm just trying to pick up my punches and stuff. And then and uh, the way that he was like holding and the ref didn't say anything. You're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be getting the points or or the warning at least. He didn't even get that. So. I was looking at, but I just kept going, kept grinding and stuff, and kept trying to like put my punches together without him holding me and stuff, and trying to push off and everything. But at the end of the day, I I, I won the fight fair and square, I believe. So anyone else thinks uh, about about that, that's their opinion. But it, the the facts are the facts that I won. I got the war, I got the W. So that was your first title. I mean, your first. 10-rounder, and you won a, uh, you know, regional title. Do you feel you're ready for a world title? Or because you have only limited fights, do you think you need more grooming? Oh, uh, no, definitely. Uh, I'm, uh, um, I really want the uh, a world title because I believe that I've been fighting, like, high-caliber fighters and stuff. Yeah, they, they have more fights. Like, their resumes have more fights and stuff. But I had more grooming than anyone. In my opinion, like I fought three undefeated fighters, and a lot of people don't even get through that throughout their, their whole career. So I believe that because I fought and I fought high competition after that, I was, uh, Avery Sparrow is a is a really top notch guy and stuff, and I beat him like with all the the type of um because he was I believe like his his two losses like there's three losses that he fought. Other people, it was like last minute notice and stuff, but he had like a whole full camp with me, and it was a good fight and stuff. But I, I know that I pulled out the W, and it was in his hometown, so I know that I'm really like I, I believe that I'm gonna get my props sooner or later. Even if I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I know in my heart that I know that I'm like one of the top tier fighters ever, ever in this, in this sport of boxing right now. I'm just gonna keep climbing and keep going up. You'll see. Everybody will know. Does your managers have they gotten a world champion before? Um uh actually um uh Vasquez is fighting for 
a uh, world title um, soon against, I forgot his name, but he's fighting the guy from 130, which is my weight cut. But I think, yeah, this this is his uh, first world title, uh, and it should be, like, really good form and stuff. But we don't know what's going to happen. So, uh, for right now, no, no one ever had, like, a world the, title. The only, the only reason I ask, and, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful, is, like, You've beaten a couple of guys that have given other fighters rankings, right? So, for instance, you beat De Los Santos, who's ranked in two sanctioning bodies higher than you and is receiving a title shot with Shakur Stevenson, of all people. You beat Avery Sparrow. Tevin Former just beat him last month, and now he's top 11 in the IBF. It's like... He's top 15, excuse me. So it's like, you beat Sparrow. You're not top 15. Tevin Farmer beats him a year later, and they grant him top 15. So something uh, is wrong. There's a political loophole there that your managers need to certainly uh, cover up. But I'll show you here. Look, as you can see, Tevin, and I don't know if you follow him, but I do. And the minute, you know, IBF ranked him, he posted it on his story. That's why the world would know. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and De Los Santos is also ranked. Give me one second. As you can see, De Los Santos here at number six in the WBA, but, but he's all the way up number six in the WBC, and he's getting a title shot because these guys, you know, Frank, Vasile, and Isaac didn't want to fight. So it's just like... You're right there. You're entitled to that shot, but politically, you're not in these rankings. How are you not top 15, bro? I tell you the truth, there's a lot of people who are trying to duck and dodge me. Like I've like I been saying, my my uh my my managers are trying their best to get me to fights to where I am. They're doing a great job, but no one in this industry wants to fight me because I'm a high risk, low reward type of guy. So without like after a while, the the They'll have no choice but to fight me after I keep uh, dominating everything else. It will take some time, but I, I have nothing but time. So I'll keep going until I get my shot, and I'll just keep uh, fighting and stuff. Like I said, congratulations to all those people that have their title shots and all those things and stuff. But can they keep it? Can they can they groom off of that? I can do that. I'm a very dangerous, very dangerous fighter. I don't. I'm I'm not a person to be uh, playing with. So. Uh, once they get me through the door, I'm busting through it, raiding the whole place, and I'm and I'm taking over everything. So they can they can do everything they want on in that uh, in that um, in that time until I get there. So it's what it is. I don't believe that my managers are doing anything wrong right now. They're just trying their best to get to me, get the place where I need to be right now. But I don't think that they're holding me back or anything. But uh, everybody has their own opinion and stuff, so I appreciate your insight, but I'm I just going to keep going and doing and stuff. I certainly did not say they're holding you back. I didn't use those words. No, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're saying that. I'm just saying whoever is looking or watching this and stuff is thinking that or, or whatever. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I don't believe that. I'm not saying that you're saying that. I'm just saying that out of... Yeah, I mean, there is there is something there, though. You beat two guys that are ranked higher than you. And, and you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's all good. Like, so what's what's next for you? Obviously, we just seen you on Pro Box. 
that's a great platform. We love what they're doing over there. How soon do you want to come back? Um, uh, whenever they'll have me back, I'll be there. Uh, what's next? Um, I'm, I, I'm about to sign a contract with uh, Henry, Henry LeBron um, at 130 uh, on uh, November 4th. So that's on and, the top uh, rank card. That's going to be yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. November 4th. Who's headlining that? Oh, my God. That is... Uh, I, I have no idea. I just know that I'm going to be on Okay, so you made it to ESPN. Breaking yeah, yeah. news. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Um, Henry LeBron. I I, I, I I seen his fight, LeBron versus LeBron. He's pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's pretty Did good. Did you watch it? He's really good. Uh, I saw another fight of his, but um, I didn't see the uh, Henry LeBron yet. Like, LeBron versus LeBron. I didn't see that one. I saw him fight somebody else. Like I think it was closer. Uh, a, a newer fight from that, but uh, yeah, I, I saw him fight. It was, he seemed like a real good fighter. Uh, 18 and all. Uh, has a good, pretty good resume and stuff. Um, seems like a good competition. I'll be, hopefully, it'll be really fun for me. But uh, yeah, after this, I want to fight like some of the top dogs. Uh, um, uh, Hector Garcia or Foster. That would be fun. That would be a good fight to match up and stuff. So. Yeah, Shakur. Uh, okay, Sh okay, the one that fought Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually, um, he should be fighting that same date, November 4th, I believe, versus Lamont Roach. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. they'll get ready. So, what's your thoughts on uh, Navarrete? No, who's that? Emmanuel Navarrete, the WBO champ? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably have to see him and stuff. I don't really watch, like, follow anything. I just pay the dude attention to him. The, the dude that beat Oscar Valdez, like, last week. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit of that. He did pretty well. <laughs> I liked it. So you don't watch <laughs> boxing? Sorry. No, I don't. I just watch myself. I watch all the flaws that I've messed up on me. Because I, I get too antsy. Like, like something about me, like if I watch fighters and I'm not on that card, I get pissed off. Like, and I, and I got to, like, walk around and stuff and pace. It's just a bad thing. So I try not to watch it. If I if I have to fight somebody, then I'll study. But if for my own enjoyment, no, I don't, I don't watch it. What is your Hopefully thoughts when on... I retire, it'll be different. What is your thoughts on Albert Bell? Um, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good fighter. I would love to fight him. He seems like mad smooth. That's the, um, he's like, I don't think he's like some white guy, but I, I think he's some white guy, but I don't know if he's like something else, like Spanish or something. That guy, yeah, right? he's from, he's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. He's black. Oh, uh, oh, then I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> uh, I, when you said white guy, I thought maybe you were talking about the person he's supposed to be fighting, which is, uh, possibly Archie Sharp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possibly he's supposed to be fan. There was, there's been some rumors about that. But who are you picking in the Shakur fight versus mm. De Los Santos? Um, well, if De Los Santos beats Shakur, that's going to go up my rankings a lot. But I think give him a shot. Uh, you give him a shot? It's very hard to do. Yeah. Who? Cool. Do you give De Los Santos a shot of action? I said that. 
Um, yeah, it's boxing. Anything can, anybody can like get caught and 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 lose. That's happened. That happened plenty of times in the history of boxing. I'm just saying, like hypothetically, yeah. But like he Shakur should beat him if he's if he's the best person, like like in everybody's eyes, that is like the top guy. He should have no problem beating him. But we'll see. But I don't think it's gonna be easy for him, like like his other fights and stuff. But like I said. We'll see what happens. Why exactly do you believe it won't be easy like his other fights? Um, because, like, the way uh, Del Santos moves is, is different. Like, like, like in, uh, in the way Shakur fights, is he doesn't throw no, like, like, power, like, he throws power shots, but none of them have, like, like, strong impact on them, like, like, no, like, Santos has so it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of tough for him if he doesn't catch him like like if he doesn't feel comfortable it's, it's gonna be a, a hard night for him but it shouldn't get to that point because he's everyone has high regards for him and stuff so we'll see what happens but I think I think that uh if he doesn't feel like comfortable from the get-go it's gonna be a rough night for him Going into that Lopez fight, did you notice that he had got stopped in one round the fight before you? Um, ten rounds. Excuse me, not one round. Ten rounds. He had got stopped in the tenth round the fight before you. Who? Oh, uh, Masai. Uh, um, Lopez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, he fought, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sagawa? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, they said that he was uh, doing really well with Sagawa and stuff. So, that was, that was good. So, I was, like, happy about that. So, I'm fighting someone that's really good. So, I was like, okay, that's good. He must have got clipped with something because they said that he was, uh, like, winning, like, throughout the fight and stuff. But he got caught, he got clipped. Just like I said, like anybody can get caught in this in, in this uh, boxing world, so you have to be careful. But yeah, that's how it is. Did you go but, into that fight expecting a knockout? Oh yeah, most definitely. The it way did. my style is and stuff, and how I groom, how I groomed as a fighter since I fought Sagawa, I believe that uh yeah, I, I knew I was gonna stop him. Mm. Yeah, I struggled a little bit. I'm pretty sure. I picked you by stoppage because he had just got stopped, but you almost got it in the second round. Was that frustrating? Yeah, but uh, I think the I'm not gonna blame anything, but I, the the ref was was like like acting a little funny to me when he was doing that. Like, like he was let, not letting me like work as much. Like 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 he only called off the stuff that I was doing like he didn't do anything like what he was doing like holding me or or like hitting like, like it was just weird like I kind of like work the way I wanted to and stuff he like pushed me off far and everything so it was just wild like the way he just didn't let me work the way I wanted to but it doesn't matter it's just just the way it is boxing since you said you don't have a promoter. Is there any chance that this LeBron fight is an audition? Have they have they at least said that? Possibility um, of getting signed to top yeah, rank if possible. you beat LeBron? Yeah, it is possible. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be keep training and stuff and working hard and making sure that 
I get my shot the way I, I intended to. But, yeah, anything, I believe that is very possible. Is that the company you envision yourself? Like, when you close your eyes and you say, yo, I'm signed, do you see yourself with a top rank? Have you seen yourself with a PBC or a DAZN and Eddie Hearn? What, what's what been that route that you envision? Yeah, I, I thought I was going to be in, like, one of those, like, top promoters, like top rank or Golden Boy or something like that. So, yeah, that's, that was part of the vision when I saw myself, yes. How much longer you think you could hold 30? Obviously, you're about to turn 30. Um, <laughs> as long as I keep, I, I let go of the sweets and stuff and I keep making sure that my my, uh, my weight is right, I think I can do it for the rest of my career if I have to. But I just wow. want to get the first world title. I could do, I just want to get the first world title up in uh, 130 and then move up to 135 and stuff and, and make, and get some, uh, some world titles up there too. And we'll so see what happens after that. Are you originally from Connecticut? Uh, yes. And you guys live there now? Yeah. So did you like, when you took up boxing, did you seek out the Chad Dawson gym or no? Um, no, but my, my brother sparred with them a lot a long, for a long time and stuff. My brother was a real big uh, a fan of his, like, but like I said, I don't really watch boxing, so I didn't know who he was when I was a kid. But as I got older and I started watching more, yeah, I didn't know. So I was watching, as I got older and I started watching more, I was like, oh, he's really good. And uh, yeah, and they give him, they give us our respect over there too, like in his gym. But I always was with uh, Lewis, so it didn't really matter. I knew that Lewis would make, uh, bring out the best of me anyway. And everything. Yeah, uh, I feel like Chad is, is uh, certainly Connecticut legend, you know? He's probably one of the best fighters that come out of there in terms of accolades, right? Like actually getting it done and, and, and you know, having those accomplishments um, and being yeah. from the city, he, he, he did that. Listen, William, man, um, those are all our questions. What's your official prediction for Shakur and, and, and De Los Santos? Um, I believe that uh, Shakur should win, but uh, if he doesn't feel comfortable, I think that it'll, he'll, uh, it'll mess up his health. Mm. And I hope that doesn't happen because I want to take it away from him first. So that fight is November 16th or 14th? And you're November yeah. 4th. Will uh, you be... Yeah. Will you be in the building for that fight? Um, No, but I'll be watching it on my team. But no, I won't be in the building. Last thing. Have you ever come to Vegas for training? Uh, No, but I fought in the uh, 2014 Golden Gloves over there. And I, and I, yeah, I fought there before. So, yeah, they, they were really good and stuff before. Like, I was a finalist in the 2014 uh, Golden Glove Nationals. So, yeah, I fought there before, over there. Well, all right, William, man. Well, I thank you, obviously, for coming on. We're going to stay locked in with you. Um, the minute that fight gets official, we'll bring you back on. Uh, uh, thank you for breaking the news here, because I'm pretty sure no one knows you're fighting Henry LeBron. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, Thanks man. Thanks for having me. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen.
up-and-coming contender, William Foster III, broke some news on the low. I'm about to text my 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 dude Caesar right now so he could be mad because he always think he get the Puerto Rican news and shit. So I'm going to hit him up like, Cesar. LeBron will lose. Remember I said that. Remember I said that, y'all. Y'all better put your money on Foster. I'm telling y'all right now. That's the last free advice I'm giving. Anybody want to call in now is the time. We got average boxing fan. What up? I, I mean, I've been saying average. Is it Avery or average? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, it no, is average. average right? It is average. Fucking made it short so it could fit in. What's up, champ? What up, bro? <clears throat> What division was this dude that you were talking about? Was it 30 or 35? 130. 130. That division's pretty hot, too, bro. Yo, I wanted to ask you, what are you bringing in Robert Garcia? Bro, let me text him. told me last time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just been hard, bro. He's all over the place. Literally all over. Every time I text him, he's like, oh, I'm flying to Texas. I got to fight here. I got to fight Friday. It's, It's not that easy, but let me see. Cause you said the that guy that the kid that's fighting uh Caramel Morton is, is one of his fighters, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Robert is known for having really, really good prospects, bro. Yeah, let me and on actually... the on the topic today, bro. I think I think Oscar's diminishing this dude's uh fight. Cause sometimes I guess we forget that this motherfucker was a was a welterweight moving up. It's crazy how he's still up there, bro. Even in the bigger weight divisions, he's still dominating motherfuckers. Who? Canelo. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. Uh, I was gonna say something else, but I fucking I just forgot, man. Oh. Uh, you know who Asabache Martin, uh, uh, Torres is? Who? Sebastian Torres? Asabache Torres, bro. No. No, Asabache Torres. You gotta keep an eye on him, bro. He's a 135-er. That's the dude that was gonna fight Murataya, but Murataya dropped out his ba- uh, fight. I think that was on the Spence and, uh, but, uh, um, card, bro, if I'm not mistaken. That dude is good, and he's talking about... Trying to get Combosos fight after after the Combosos. Whoever wins out of Combosos. Yeah, I don't know. Combosos, he going to wait for the big fight with Loma. If he lose to Loma, nobody going to care. Yeah, He was that. supposed to lose. That's it, though, bro. That's all I got for, for right now. All right, champ. Tyron, what up? If you're watching this on YouTube, don't be stingy with them absolutely free thumbs up. Tyron. Yo, yo, what's good with you, champ? What up? Not much, man. Hope everyone doing well. Shouts out TBV, man. The best out. Um, On the topic, man, I just feel like Every chance Oscar gets, man, like the other car was just saying, he just try to discredit him. And it's just starting to feel like 
very cringy. Like every time he speaks on me, it's just very cringy. As, as well as um well Marquez too, man. It's just like I don't understand where the hate, you know, really comes from. I don't know if it's, you know, the success that Canelo has, especially without um Oscar being there, um, since you know Canelo left him, but it's just starting to get like very cringy, man, and, and very low class from them guys, especially from the guys that, you know, paved way for fighters like Canelo and stuff like that. But it's, it's just sad, man, to just see that, especially with Oscar, man. Like, he, you, he, you was promoting him and you was bragging about him, about he's, he's this, he's that. And once you leave, it's like every chance you get, you know, you try to, you know, downplay him and stuff like that. But, man, it, it's just sad. But Canelo's still doing his thing, still the top guy. So, you know, it, it don't really mean too much. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to the fight. Um, I feel like we're going to get uh, a very fresh, um, energetic Canelo. Um, I think this fight is definitely getting them up and what everybody's been saying. So I'm looking forward to that. And one last thing, champ. Um, you excited for Conor Ben tomorrow, man? I mean, Saturday? Coming yeah, back? yeah, yeah. I like Ben. I like Ben. I mean, I don't know his opponent, so. Yeah, I don't know his opponent. Neither, and and I'm, I'm sure it's just a regular comeback. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Hearn was talking about the big the big one he's trying to make is like in December, I think, against the Eubank. So this is just, you know, getting him back in there. But um I'm looking forward to see how Ben looks too, man. He's one of my favorite fighters, just you know, his style and aggressiveness and he come in the fight. But uh yeah, I'm looking forward to that too, man. But uh that's all I got, champ. Hope everyone stay blessed, man. Shouts out T V V. Much love. Holla soon, champ. All right, man. Appreciate you. I got high as fuck while raising my kids, non Trey. $10. He says, Oscar definitely took a bump before answering that question. If Canelo win, Charlo going to be a great name on resume. I got Charlo for the win, though. Keep serving these interviews, Ness. The boxing, the, the plug of, hashtag the plug of boxing. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, we had uh, William Foster today. And uh, we also had... Um, Zachary Ochoa. Ochoa's taking on Pablo Cesar Cano. William Foster coming off the uh, Masaio Lopez winning. Obviously, just broke news, right? Let me let me Google Henry LeBron, right? No one, no one has uh said that Henry LeBron. Is it Henry? Henry's the one with the undefeated one, right? Because it was two LeBrons that fought each other. Yeah, Henry's 18-0 with 10 KOs, and he beat, he beat the other LeBron, Louis LeBron. So it's not on BoxRack. I'm telling y'all, we just broke news. Let me see, news. LeBron James, nope, nope. Yeah, man. Let's go. Salute to the squad up. Yo, it's over. That's GTO. Instagram and Twitter. Y'all ain't real hardcore. See? See how y'all do? Peace.